Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Step Into Your Sunshine. I am Rachel Kudron, your host, and I am the owner of RC Copywriting and Kudron's Curiosities Etsy Boutique. I have a very special guest with me today, and I would like for her to introduce herself. Hello, Rachel. Thank you so much for inviting me to come along with you today. Um, I'm Wendy Pullen and I have a business called Heavenly Sense Books Boutique and I am also a MIB International Leader for Stoke-on-Trent in the UK. Thank you, thank you so much for introducing yourself Wendy. Now guys, you guys are in for a treat. I have met Wendy in person and she is just fantastic and you are going to learn so much from her by just her sharing her, her story. So put on those headphones and listen up. What were some of the defining moments in your life that shaped who you are? Oh my God. Okay. Right. Um, let me think. <laughs> what were some of the defining moments in my life? Okay. So I was a child that never thought I sort of fitted in. I was a middle sibling. So I saw I had my elder sister who I always aspired to be like. But as I got older and I sort of rebelled against it, let's say that I rebelled against, rebelled against that because I realised at a young age that myself and my elder sister are completely different people. And no matter how I tried, I just knew I was never going to be like her. I wasn't into the same things that she was into. I also had an older brother and a younger brother. So with regards to my younger brother, I was also made to be the sibling that was responsible from like my mum and dad's perspective. Um, if he got into trouble and I was minding him at the time, it would be my fault. So from a very young age, I realised I wasn't going to be like my sister, but I also had a lot of responsibility in my life. And trying to meet up to those expectations was difficult really difficult because I never felt that I actually stepped into who I wanted to be till I sort of hit late teenage years um but I also got married very young I fell pregnant when I was 17 which was like the horror story in my family <laughs> because my mum and dad are like really old school and it just wasn't the thing to get pregnant out of wedlock so I fell pregnant I got married at 17 and a half which is such a young age to get married. I mean, God, what a responsibility that was. Um, but let's not talk about that. So I, <laughs> I was divorced by the age I was 21. And then I was a single parent for about 10 years. So that in itself was a huge learning curve, having to manage my money, falling in and out of relationships that weren't the best thing for me. But I think I was just striving for that, to be to feel loved and felt accepted basically um but that in itself then also brought a new sense of freedom of like oh my gosh I can do anything I choose in life now I haven't got my mum and dad breathing down my neck I haven't got a hubby breathing down my neck and I've got this child I need to provide for and it just opened up opened up a whole new aspect for me to be able to go out and do the one thing that I'd always wanted to do and study in which was work with children and adults so that's what I did so yeah and then sort of with that 
became my independence and all the rest of it really they were they were the major events in my life I think there's always more <laughs> but I yes. think they were the major ones okay so I'm going to talk to some of these like, um real quick one of the things is is when you were telling me your story especially your early childhood I couldn't believe how similar we were so I yeah. also have three siblings I'm also the middle child and I 100% understand the you have older siblings that you aspire to be like and but you have a younger sibling that you are required to be responsible for mm -hmm. and then I don't know about you but for me part of my story is, is that I sort of got lost in between that I did um, I felt like I had no there was nothing that really defined who I was I can relate to that so much. And just last week, I was reading something online and it was asking me, when did you receive your first um, award? If you had received an award? And it got me thinking about when was the first time I received an award? And then I thought, like, when was I awarded for something in my childhood? And that didn't really happen. And being in between, like in that gray area of, well, one of my brothers was five years older than me. And then I had a brother that was seven years older than me. And my sister was six and a half years younger than me. And so I, looking back, I was in that gray area and it took me a long time to figure out who was Rachel, who am yeah. I, what drives me, like what, even what am I good at? And I could just really, really, really relate to that. And I feel like there's going to be listeners that can relate to that as well, because it's different. Being the middle child is a different type of monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I can absolutely understand where you're coming from with that. You see, my sister was 10 years older than me and a 10 year age gap is quite big. Because like when I was seven, she was 17. So she was into all the pop stars and everything. She, I shared a bedroom with her and she had all these posters on the wall of her idols. I used to witness her getting dressed to go out. So I'd be like trying to get my makeup done when she was getting her makeup done to go out. <laughs> it was very, it was a fabulous childhood. But in some ways it was hard because of I was always looking up to be this person that I wanted to be. Yeah, I, I wasn't really I didn't I wasn't having that the childhood dreams of my own at seven, if that makes sense. All I knew was that I just wanted to work with children when I was older and she was a hairdresser. And what did I do when I left school? I went into hairdressing. <laughs> wow. Oh, so, that's interesting. Yeah, but it wasn't really what I wanted to do for me. But I didn't understand that at the time because I just wanted to to do and be what my sister had if right you just wanted to follow in her footsteps yeah yeah if that makes sense it does it does for me personally I didn't want to be like my brothers but I 
always felt that like their sports or their things that were going on kind of took precedence over whatever was going on in my life. And Mm then, or my sister who was six and a half years younger, then she needed more attention or she needed different things than I needed, or she needed more of my parents' time. And I, I remember I was my, one of my brothers was really good at sports. Was I very good at sports? Not exactly. Mm-hmm. My other brother was really creative. He could draw really, really well. And I could draw, but I thought not as well as him. And then my sister is magnificently creative. I mean, anything she touches, she could turn to gold. It doesn't matter what it is or if she's never done it before. She's just fabulously skilled. And it's, I didn't feel like I lived up to that either, even even though I was the older sister. And so I've kind of felt like, well, what exactly is my path? Because these ones are already taken. Yes. My sister was extremely academic. She was so clever at school. So I even used to get that at school from the teachers. Why, why can you just not be more like your sister? But I wasn't built that way. I was more into the creative stuff, whereas my sister wasn't. She was all into like the core subjects and excelled at them. I didn't with any of them. Hated school with a passion, whereas my sister loved it. So like I say, from a very young age, I suddenly became as what was seen in the family as the rebel child, if that makes sense, (laughs) because I was the complete opposite scale to my sister. So I just knew I was never going to meet those expectations ever, no matter what I did. I understand that completely. And well, another thing that you mentioned was uh, get it, becoming pregnant when you were younger mm-hmm. and then uh, being a single parent. Can you expand on that? Uh, how did your family view you or treat you or your friends or society treat you of being pregnant at 17 and then being a single parent? It was like a different era. It was like going back to the dark ages and I'm not going to lie. I mean, thank the Lord things have moved forward so much nowadays. It was very much in that time when it was completely not okay to be a young mother. It was completely not okay to be a single parent. It just, you know, my it's <clears throat> my family um, because my mum and dad were like from the older generation. So even the thought of telling my dad that I was pregnant, I was more petrified of my dad than I ever was of the police of anybody because my dad was this big authoritarian parent. That the day I actually found out I was pregnant, I can remember going and asking my mum. I told my mum, my mum sort of, she'd guessed because I'd had like the morning sickness. She knew before I did. Um, and I asked my mum to tell my dad and she was like, oh, no, 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 I am no, no, no. It's just a no go. I'm not telling your dad. This has got to come from you. Excuse me. And I was petrified Rachel I'm not gonna lie I was scared to death to tell him but I did and we went through a very few rough weeks I'm not gonna lie in the beginning you know he was so cross with me and it was like I'd brought shame on the family and just because that's how it was seen back in the day but my dad ended up being my biggest my biggest supporter my biggest cheerleader he was my absolute 
blooming rock. He just needed that time to adjust and get his head around it and then digest it, really, I think. And then once that had happened, everything changed. He was just amazing, absolutely amazing. I couldn't have wished for him to have been any better than he was. But as a young parent, standing outside the school gates was my biggest thing as well when my son started school. Um, because you would let you would literally get the dirty looks of like, oh my goodness, I can't believe she's a parent, you know, and and the signal, the the single parent stigma as well was very much around still back at back in the day. Um that you'd have all the comments made of like, oh well, you'll be okay because obviously the um the like support that you get from the government in the UK they'll pay for your house they'll pay your bills that you're not going to want for anything and people just assumed that young mums were having babies for that which was a load of crap basically <laughs> it wasn't easy it really was not you weren't given everything on a plate at all you just found yourself in these circumstances that you just sort of went through life the best way that you could to bring money into the house basically and provide a roof over your head for yourself or your child which was another reason why I was so hell-bent of getting off that system and getting um, a decent job that was that for us was our way forward so when I went to, and trained and eventually got working in a school with children that was huge because it meant I, I had the school holidays off with him. I did no longer have to rely on anybody. I didn't have to worry about childcare because I was home when he was. It was a well-paid job. And it just, and then it sort of projected me really onto a whole new learning curve of parenting. Because up to that point, I'd only modelled what I'd been taught by my parents. And then all of a sudden I was in this environment where parenting skills were completely different to what, I'd been brought up with and what I had sort of tried to bring my child up with so that in itself was a whole new experience as well the best <laughs> but yeah it was <clears throat> thank you for sharing that with us I I'm moved by your story because I think even today many women experience a similar thing mm-hmm. where they become pregnant at yeah at a young age and maybe today it's more around 14 to 17 and they feel shame they feel guilt their parents or their families don't support them mm-hmm. and then they may go through the same phase where i was raised it's a very conservative state of uh, oklahoma in the us and Definitely when I was younger, you would have been pushed to marry the person. And then what ends up happening is that you're divorced a few years later. And I think that hearing your story, others will be able to relate to that. And maybe that's happened in their lives. And and I'm asking you, what advice would you give those young parents today, what would you tell them if you could tell them something that would inspire them or motivate them to continue on to their journey? What would it be? 
the main thing I would say is just because you've had a child, your life is not put on hold in any way, shape or form, because you can always work around it and you can always still achieve everything in life that you wanted to achieve. You just have to maybe look a little bit harder out there, but it's out there and you will find it and you can absolutely go on to do anything in life that you choose. That would be my biggest thing. Don't hold back, just go for it. Wendy, I'm grinning ear to ear because I can feel your passion. It's just like radiating out, radiating <laughs> out of your voice. And I think that people need to hear that, that your life is not over and there's more to it. And you don't put your life on hold and you just continue to follow your dreams and to work hard and to do the necessary things to move on and up in your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. My next question for you, Wendy, is how do you identify and then cultivate your strengths? Ooh, gosh, that's a toughie. Okay, so it's taken me a long time to actually identify my strengths, like I say, through life, as you do. Um, and I think that was masked by me constantly trying to people please be this responsible person that worried about everybody and tried to make every situation better. <laughs> I still, There's a, still an element of me that tries to do that, but I know now it comes from a good place. It comes from caring for others, not wanting to control them. So I understand that part now. So I know my strengths are I am very supportive. I know that now. I never saw it as a young age. I didn't think I was, but as life get you as you go through life and I'm constantly told that I am and I love to be that person I don't want to change that about me for anybody because that's genuinely who I am I'm at my happiest when I'm helping and supporting others um I have a, a crazy passion for life of <laughs> crazy passion for life of like childhood things I really do I love anything that's Disney related and I think, and teenage related and all the silly things in life. I, I went to um, a convention not long ago, um, a few weeks ago, actually, for a weekend with my niece. And we were walking up the road and I just got this. We were from the hotel where we were going from to where this queue started to this convention we were going in. And I just literally looked at her and said, Raisha, one, two, three. And I legged it up this road with this 14-year-old nearly that she is, bless her, in tow following me. And halfway up this road, I was thinking, what have I done? I'm 52 years old, for God's sake. And I'm running flat out. But that's me. That's just the crazy part of me of my childhood that comes out. And I I don't even care anymore. I mean, what people thought of me legging it up this road with a 14-year-old, I don't know. But that's me. I I absolutely intend to be who I am. No holding back anymore because because I'm 52. If I can't do it now, there's what point in my life can I? Yes. So, so I, I love to do all of that stuff. And I love exploring all the things in life that I still want to do. 
and the things I get excited about and the things I want to learn about, I, I get such a buzz from learning and I just, I will carry on learning till the day I take my last breath because it just fills me with such excitement and passion. I love learning new things. Um, so yeah, that's probably what my strengths are and how I use them basically. I just am a crazy nana that still plays with my six-year-old like I'm six years old. But I think that's why I've got such a good relationship with children and teenagers, because I can relate to them. And they don't see that age barrier. So maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Wendy, you are such an inspiration. It, she doesn't even know all of her power. I have met her in person, and she is just radiant. So I thought I'd take a moment to tell her and you guys what I think her strengths are. So she is a very inspirational person. She has so many stories and so much to give, and she's willing to help everyone around her. She's incredible at listening and really, really listening, not just lending an ear, but like eye contact and feeling uh, she makes you feel like you belong. Oh, bless you. That's so lovely. Thank you. She's empathetic. She has just a wide range of empathy in her. She, caring. I 100% agree with that. I also think that you're fearless. Like You have no fear about per, telling your stories, telling the hard times of your life and the highs. And I think that that takes a really fearless person to own all of your experiences and then share them with somebody else. Oh, bless you. I, I wasn't I wasn't so fearless when I was younger. Um, I am going to be honest. You know, if people used to ask me what I did or who I was, for me to be open up and say that I was however old and I'd got a child of however many years, because of the stigma I'd faced from a young age, it used to fill me with fear because I used to wait for their reaction, that look, and almost that they would want to say, oh, what a shame. Well, hell no, it's not It's not a blimmy shame at all. He was my biggest achievement in life, and he's gone on to give me the most amazing gift in my life, which is my granddaughter. So I don't hold back anymore. I don't want to hold back anymore. You know, I'm proud of him. I'm proud of my granddaughter. And yeah, how, you know, yeah, I am proud of what I've achieved and what I've done with my life. I am. <laughs> I'm proud of you too. And I think that all of those experiences that you've had in your life where you've been fearful that maybe somebody has been judging you has created a safe space in you. And I won't go into details, but me and Wendy had really deep conversations when I met her in person and she made me feel like she was a safe space to share my experiences in my life. And I think that's one of your greatest strengths is that you're a safe place for other people to come. You're a safe harbor. Oh, thank you. I love that because I am a big person and a huge advocate as well for no judgment I just don't think as humans we have that right to judge somebody else. And I strive to always try to not do that. I think so. that's beautiful. It's so touching. Mm -hmm. 
My next question for you is what is your philosophy on life and how did you come to adopt it? As I just off the back of what you were just saying. Yeah, my philosophy of life is the only person you are answerable to is yourself. So whatever it is that you feel you want to do in life, that's your choice. Nobody else's. Yours 100% to own and do whatever it is that you choose to do with that choice. Um, And that's what I just continue to go through life to do. It's my choice, what I want to do. And it's up to me. As long as I don't hurt anybody in the process, I'll just go with what I want. <laughs> and that I, abs- I absolutely encourage anybody else out there that feels they haven't got choices to start today to make your own choices because it is liberating. It's freedom in itself to just go along with your own choices. It really is. I can't explain the power of it, but it is. If you get it wrong or it's a mistake or it doesn't pan out how you wanted it to or how you thought it was going to, it's okay. It's a learning curve in life and it is. And there's nothing to say that you can't change that choice to another one and then go with that. I love that so, so, so much because it also hits right on my heart. And that many times for me in my businesses, I have been told, oh, maybe you should do this or maybe you should do that. Or for my earring business, oh, you should add more stuff. That's so limiting just to have earrings. And I do have a couple of more things now, but still the primary option are earrings. And it'll stay that way because mm-hmm. for me that's my choice and to add, to offer variety and many options where some people feel that I should just focus on certain ones or certain designs and for me it is it's very liberating it's actually what helped me get out of uh, my depression that I was in was actually making choices and sticking with those choices like owning that they were mine and not somebody else's and not what other people wanted, then I was like, whoo, you know, quite literally, I'm stepping into my sunshine. I'm stepping into the person I was meant to become. Yeah, exactly that. And the thing of it is when it's your choices and it's things you want to be doing, you don't carry that whole other baggage that you can sometimes carry with you, like guilt, pressure that comes from other people because it's their choices. And you want to live up to what they expect of you instead of when it's your own choices and your own expectations. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But you're not going to be filled with guilt like you are when you're doing somebody else's choices. So I'm all for that, darling. All for that, Rachel. Yes. And I, so am I, because I relate to that so, so much. And I think many of our listeners will relate to that too, that maybe perhaps right now, as they're listening, they're actually on a path that is not their own. They're on a path that somebody else has told them that they should follow, or Mm -hmm. they're on a path that their children or husband or mother expects from them. Yes. And really to take back your own life and to own who you are is like you have to make those decisions on your own you have to own your shortcomings and your strengths you have to own 
that as a child, maybe you being assertive or more direct um, was looked down upon and said that it wasn't feminine or it wasn't the way you were supposed to be. And so, and that person said, well, you need to follow this path. So you said, well, okay, because when you're a teenager, you don't know any better. But yeah. to step out of that and to start making your own decisions is, like you said just before, it's so liberating and you finally get to be you. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you're taking those things that you're so passionate about with you along the way. Whereas when you're constantly bombarded by other people's choices, you lose that passion for the things that you love yourself. So whether yes. it be whether it be a business, like you say, you were talking about your earrings earlier. If somebody mm-hmm. said to you, Rachel, you should do bracelets, Rachel, you should do necklaces, and you went with that, but you're not really passionate about it, then that doesn't come through. It it in my opinion, it just doesn't come through because you're going against your passions rather than leaning into them and going with your passions. Yes. So, I- so many people have made those suggestions. I'm like, yeah, I'll think about it. But I know in my heart that earrings and the other items I have offered in my shop is where I belong. Like those are yeah. the things that make me happy. And also to extend on this is this idea that sometimes we play into others' comfortability level. And what I mean by that is we limit ourselves to where other people are comfortable, especially if they are loved ones, like where we really care about what they think. And for me, I have to always remind myself that just because they're uncomfortable in this situation doesn't mean I'm uncomfortable in this situation. And that for me is major is learning that it's okay to say, I know you're uncomfortable, but this is actually something I'm really comfortable with. And I'm going to make my own choice to go forward with this. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think for our teenagers, we need to get that message across more, Rachel. I'm a nurse. Okay, go get one, honey. What can I have? Banana. No. <laughs> go look, go look, and I'll be in there in a minute. Okay. Chips. No, you may not have chips again. No. <laughs> oh, so sweet. Bless. Um, real around here. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, even I think really for our teenagers, they don't have a lot of choice in life with the education system, and there's so many demands on them these days, far more than there were when we were younger. I think. And I think as a responsible parent, we need to give them some of those choices back. Because otherwise, if you don't have the option to make your own choices, it gets blooming hard as you get older to acknowledge and make your own choices. I think the more we get into doing that, the easier it is. Yes. And the more that you're supported, like if you have a support system that supports making your own decisions, even if it goes against what they think or feel is the right choice for you, if they're giving you the foundation to say, yeah, I may not agree, but it's up to you to make this choice. It's and that's okay incredibly to make that choice. Yeah. 
And it's okay to make that choice. It might not be the right choice, but it's okay to make it. Yes, baby, you can get some bread. Oh. Adorable. There she is, my little, my little girl. She can um, see me on the screen, can't she? Bless her, that's what it yeah. is. Yeah, she can. And so the last question for you, Wendy, is okay. what advice, and where we've been talking about this, mm-hmm. would you give to someone who is trying to find their path in life? Okay. So my advice would be don't feel rushed. Don't feel that you've got to make a choice straight away and it's your only choice and you've that's it. You've not you're not gonna have any more choices after that. Um and just go with it. Make the choice that's yours, whatever that is in life, across all areas. It could be down to a relationship, it could be down to a career, it could be down to where you want to live, who your friends are, who you want to be around, whatever. It's your choice. So own it, go with it, and then just have that safety net of knowing that if that choice does not work out, there are always, always other choices. That would be my advice. Brilliant advice, Wendy. I want to thank you so much for being on Step Into Your Sunshine podcast. I have loved every second here with you and you are such a beautiful soul for the world. And I know that all the listeners are going to love you. Oh, bless you. Thank you so much. I have loved it. And I just, if it helps one person out there or empowers one person out there, then basically that's fulfilled everything that I just love to do. So thank you so much. If you want to listen to the next episode, it is going to be on June the 12th on Monday at 7 p.m. UK time, 8 p.m. UTC time, and 1 p.m. U.S. Central Standard Time. I'll see you guys soon.